Welcome back to Find Things. I'm Angie Azalaitis and I'm your host, where we discuss things that enrich your life. It's February 2nd, Groundhog's Day, and for those of us living in central Pennsylvania, it's no surprise that we have six more weeks of winter ahead of us. I don't know how I feel about that. A little bit, uh, a little bit depressed about that this morning. We need some sunshine here. But for those of you who have joined us in the past, we like to share things that we feel enrich our viewers' lives and certainly encourage you to send us questions or give us ideas as we continue with the vlog. So I wrote a blog, um, I don't know, like a week or so ago, on spiritual consulting in corporate America and really got a lot of um, good feedback and responses. And so we decided for February that our topic would be on spiritual, um, otherworldly types of tools and services that we really feel enrich our lives. So today, I'm super excited because I have with me, joining me, is going to be Jen Gale. And Jen is the author of The Science of Planetary Signatures in Medicine, um, which I actually just finished my first run through and I'm really excited to delve into it um, at a much deeper level. But Jen, I'm going to try to give her a little bit more of a former, formal bio because she's also a super good friend. Um, she's a mentor to all of us here at Yazo, and she's a client as well. And so we, we definitely know her on a personal basis, but I want to give her um, some professional credit here that I don't normally do. Um, Jen uses her Master's of Health Science and her experience in the areas of energy medicine, oriental medicine, astrology, massage, and yoga to provide what she calls harmonic astrology in her practice. Um, Jen really has a strong gift for interpreting the planetary story, asking for greater harmony and healthier dialogue in the life of the client as it relates to the collective. And she does this in personal sessions and she does it in long distance consultations. So if you're joining us today from another country, another state, um, please tune in because we think you'll be really excited to hear what Jen has to say. So with that, Jen, please join us. Hey, it's great to be here. I appreciate you having me. Absolutely. So, wow, this has been a really incredible journey. Thank you for reading it. Oh. I, I really appreciate it. I mean, uh, put my heart and soul into the work and it was a very cathartic experience as you know yeah. the process of writing it and doing the research and um, so yeah it feels wonderful to have the final product and to have my friends those whose opinions really matter to me um, um, appreciate my work so well I certainly enjoyed reading it and I, I really mean it when I say I have to go back through it again because you take so much out of it it's almost like you have to take it in bites mm -hmm. and apply it to your life um, which I really want to do with this book like I really want to apply it to our life excellent and I'm That's, yeah. you know and I'm sincere in saying that um, you know when we when we started with Yazo group doing the fine things blog we really said we want to stick to this def definition of things that can enrich someone's lives life mm -hmm. and I wouldn't have you here if I really didn't believe that I know so yeah. I think well and I wouldn't have written the book if I didn't feel, I mean, that was the purpose of writing it, was Absolutely. to bring value to people's lives and to help them understand 
the multidimensionality, mm -hmm. that we're not these simple 3D beings, that there's so much more to life, and that the unseen realm, the realm of energy, is what informs what happens on this physical plane. Yeah. And so understanding the language of energy and the language of light goes a long way to helping us understand how we fit in the whole scheme of things. Yeah, and how we can be at our best, at our best self. Exactly. So what we want to accomplish today, Jen, is really just because this is a vlog, people tend to watch it in chunks, mm -hmm. um, or some of them sit down and watch the whole thing over coffee or lunch. Um, but more people just, you know, how it is in today, if they have three minutes, they want right. to watch it in three minutes. <laughs> so we try to kind of give them little teasers. Um, Makes sense. So we picked some, some topics that are within the book, and I want you to just kind of talk to me about, about these topics. So you talk about the awakening of the self. Mm -hmm. You talk about the dark night of the soul. Um, which I honestly feel like so many of us are experiencing some of this right now. It's great. I mean, I've even had people who really aren't into this type of spiritual, mm -hmm. otherworldly consulting say, something's going on with me. Yes. How yes. does that, Okay. How does, what does that have to do with your writing this book? All right. Um, so much to do with, with how this whole book came about. Um, I, myself, have been through so many reinventions, you know, deaths and rebirths, deaths and rebirths, change. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I'm very familiar with the dark night of the soul. <laughs> very familiar. Um, but, you know, recently I heard someone say, and I thought this was so wise, that there really is no such thing as the dark night of the soul. It's the dark night of the ego. Oh. <laughs> because it's the ego and the ego's attachments that is changing. And the soul itself is always rejoicing mm -hmm. through the process of change. So the way I look at the awakening of soul or uh, the awakening of self is the greater expression of soul through the physical being, the physical life. And, um, oh, okay, I also wanted to share. <laughs> this, is, this is a new call it vision, epiphany, insight, okay, that I was given to me in the last week. Um, basically, the words were, if you're standing on the shore and you see a tidal wave coming, mm -hmm. are you going to stay where you are and try to build a dam on shifting sands? Okay. Or are you going to take higher ground and build a refuge where you and others can feel safe. Mm -hmm. And I thought, wow, I mean, this is what we do. This is how we react to unwanted situations. We want to stop it, stop the tidal wave, stop it from happening. How can I control this? Can I build a dam and, and keep the tidal wave from taking over my life? Well, yes. these are the larger cycles that are in play and that have been in play for eons. Mm -hmm. We're not going to be able to control it. That's It's the ego that wants to control what's happening. What we need to do is take a higher perspective. We need to see our life from soul's perspective. Otherwise, we're going to drown in the drama. We're going to drown. Which people are doing right now. <laughs> and and, and we've, we've got to find a way to, and, and this is where astrology comes in, because for me, through all of my many changes, many morphs, you know, mm -hmm. dying to this way of life or closing this chapter, opening a new one, closing this chapter, constant. Um, 
I mean, I feel literally like I've lived 30 lives at least in this one lifetime. Okay. Anyway, um, <clears throat> what was I saying? <laughs> well, taking the, the higher ground, uh, the higher take, perspective. Thank you, yes. So astrology has helped me see my life and these cycles from soul's perspective. Yeah. Then I can take a step back from the drama. I don't have to get ensnarled in it or ensnagged in what is unfolding in the chaos. And always what follows chaos is creativity. And, and really, so quantum science tells us that as soon as we observe something, that something changes. Mm-hmm. And so do we want to look at life through the lens of trust, trusting in the implicate order, or do we want to look at life through the lens of fear and panic and separation? No, get away from me, unwanted situation. No, get away from me, you person that I can't understand. No, get away from me. And the more we say no yeah. to anything or anyone, the more it aggravates us yeah. because we're giving attention to it. It's already manifested. So why give attention to it? Because the more you focus on it, the greater it, it just mushrooms. So it's so much better to go to higher ground, take a view from soul's perspective, understand that what's playing out is playing out for the purpose of soul to express itself in greater ways, right. in more expanded ways. Well, so, now I'll just on that point, <clears throat> you know, say that you've taught me over a number of years that when I'm anxious about a decision in business or a relationship or my children, that there's so many tools that nature, earth, the universe oh, yes. mm-hmm. gives us to tap into to um, be still and, and yeah. find peace to make a rational decision, that the one that's right for us, and yet, and yet we don't always do it. And so I'm, I'm grateful for that. And I think... You know, it's important that people realize these tools are here. Yeah. So, um, oh, this this next section we're going to talk about. I there's a there's a chapter in the book. It's the hexagon cha- chapter. I think it's hexagon called. phenomenon. Yeah. Um, and she talks about the work of Dr. Emoto, who I have been teaching in consulting and corporate wellness for like a decade, and. Um, I'm fascinated how you put it in that particular chapter, how and why, and how does this relate to our health. So I think for those of people who don't know who Dr. Emoto is, you probably need to preface that a little bit about his work. But how does this relate to our personal health and happiness? Yeah. Okay, these are great questions. And um, so first, Dr. Emoto is... Dr. Masaru Emoto, and I was introduced to his work when I, years ago, watched this movie called What What the Bleep Do We Know? <laughs> um, <laughs> and yeah, that's a great movie if anyone is interested in checking that out. But um, I'm sorry to say that Dr. Emoto is no longer with us. I think he passed away in, I want to say 2008, but I'm not sure. I have to look it up. But he has um, students, I think, carrying on. Oh, yeah. Know. His work is still being continued, but... Um, Anyway, he did work with water that revealed how water crystals actually change according to the either music or thoughts or vibrations or words, just simple words that he would tape on the 
container of the water. And then um, I, I think he would freeze it so that it was in solid form and then expose the water to the vibration or the word and then he would be able to photograph the water crystals. So mm -hmm. um, anyway, there are plenty of places where you can go and look his work up. Look at the, and I have a few pictures in my book too, how water crystals look when it's exposed to positive vibration and how it's how it looks when it's exposed to a negative thought. And it's it's beautiful, by the way. The beautiful imagery from the positive vibration. Oh, yeah. Versus the literally almost looks like no crystal at all. Blobs. It's like yeah, a blobs yeah. there for when they're exposed to The negative. chaos. <laughs> the, the no symmetry, no structure. And now, before Masaru Emoto did his work on water research, um, a very well-known scientist double Nobel Peace Prize winner Linus Pauling introduced the water memory theory. So I talk about that as well. But what I really would like for viewers and readers to understand is we can, we can understand the impact water has by looking at how it operates in nature. In fact, you know, we have the four building blocks, fire, earth, air, water, mm -hmm. fire, solids, liquids, gas the building blocks of the cosmos, same elements that operate in our body, that operate in nature. So water, let's, that's what we're talking about. Look at how water operates in nature. It takes on the shape of its environment, mm -hmm. the basin, the canal, the ocean, yeah, yeah. a glass, okay? Um, the other thing is that water molecules bond, they're adhesive, and, and so you cannot separate, when two water molecules join, you can't distinguish them from each other, okay? okay? You can't distinguish one drop of water from the rest of the ocean, <laughs> canal, whatever. Water is very sensitive to its environment. It immediately bonds. And so for those born with a, under a water sign, Cancer, Scorpio, Pisces, this is important. It's important to understand this about your nature. Because when a water element sign, and this is just one component, it's just the sun sign, there are many others, which is beyond the scope of this to, to go into, but that's why the book was written. <laughs> why you, why anyway, the book. <laughs> but uh, people born under the water element sign, as soon as they walk into a room, they feel the emotion, they feel what's going on. It's hard for them to distinguish what is mine and what is theirs. They immediately bond. So understanding this about our own nature is so important. Mm -hmm. Now, when it comes to the biochemistry and why water is so important to health, when you take into consideration Masaru Emoto's work, that it, it <laughs> and, and the responsiveness of water to the environment, and when you understand that thoughts are vibration, feelings are vibration, the lens through which we view our situation and life. The words we say about ourselves. Exactly. Language. Yeah, the words. This impacts our health because our body is mostly water. Mm -hmm. And so when we look in the mirror and we say, oh, my God, you're this, you're that, too fat, <laughs> you're aging, whatever. Yeah. You said you know, the stupidest <laughs> thing on the blog. You're such an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> These things impact us. Now, I mean, all of us do this. Of course we do. We're human. But just, you know, becoming more conscious of the language that we use 
about ourselves and about other people. It's has, huge. It, it is. It's mm-hmm. really huge. Um, let's see. Anything else? Uh, Those are the two main that I got out. I mean, there's so much in that chapter, but on Dr. Emoto's work, I think. And I think I love giving that little tidbit because you can go online, you can read more about him, you can get your book, really delve into that chapter, and that is one thing you can take with, with you and apply and teach your children and teach your and, coworkers and your And, and the peers. thing about the, the book, thank you for saying that, but the thing that I really would... You know, that my deep intention for writing this book is I, I hope that it appeals to the scientific mind as well as the spiritual mm-hmm. and anyone in between. I'm really, in, you know, in this book, I did my best to bring in the scientific oh, support did. for the spiritual that we experience. And um, it, it really is time for our systems science, religion, medicine, all of it. It's time for us to understand that these systems need to make room for what is not yet known. Mm-hmm. Make room for the mystery, for energy, and you know, that it's an ongoing process. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and, and that these gifts have been with us and given to us for all time. And we're still unfolding them. Oh, yeah. This is ancient wisdom and how it connects with modern science. Yeah. It's, it's truly fascinating. And, you know, it truly is a brilliant book. Um, oh, it's this one I love, too. Um, and I've worked with Jen before on my own natal chart and some of this stuff. But she talks about a cosmic imprint. And that it's our own. The way I took it was it's our own cosmic imprint that teaches us if we are willing to learn and listen, right, to mm-hmm. our cosmic imprint, that tells us what tools um, can help us, not just the tools, but what can help us in the tough times, in our health, in our joy. Um, but then I think you go back to, well, okay, how do I find my cosmic imprint? Mm-hmm. <laughs> because if we're all different, we're also different, Yes. What works for me doesn't work for you necessarily. Right, right. How do I find my cosmic imprint? Well, the way that I help people find their cosmic in- imprint is definitely through the natal chart, the astrology chart. Mm-hmm. And I have this, you know, the software for that, as many astrologers do. Mm-hmm. Um, but you go, at the time that you're born, there, there's a snapshot of the sky that is the, that represents the frozen music that's what I call it. That's what I loved that. Um, that was the really interesting the, to me. Yeah. Um, because in, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but okay. Everyone has a unique signature, just like every snowflake is different. <laughs> every person has a unique signature. Now, it's true that you can have twins born with virtually identical, you know, natal charts. signature, natal charts. And you can have two people in, well, that would be other parts of the world, so different location. But you can have two people born on the same date, time, and place, so virtually the same chart. However, the difference is that it's analogous to music. It's analogous to notes on a page. Mm-hmm. Okay, if you have a composition, okay, take, for example, violin concerto, name your pick. A student is going to bring that music to life in a completely different way 
than a masterful musician. So it's all in experience, consciousness, practice. And, and so each chart is brought to life in a unique way, right. depending on that individual's level of consciousness or awareness. The whole point of the cosmic imprint is so that we can learn more about ourselves. What are our strengths? What are our weaknesses? Where, do we, where are we able to view life through the lens of light and trust? And where are we always looking through life through a darker lens? Yes. And then transforming the dark lens into a brighter one, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's, that's really the purpose of it. And it's to understand that our shadow personality is simply what is not yet known, what is not yet brought into the conscious experience and cultivated consciously. It's not something that we need to sweep under the rug or try to eradicate or try to get rid of, just like symptoms in medicine. Mm -hmm. You know, medicate it till, you know, just silence it. Right. And, and that's not Sounds doing the it. symptom doesn't fix the problem. It doesn't fix the problem. Right. So you have to find a way to give voice to what is complaining, mm-hmm. whether it's a symptom or a part of you that is looking for greater expression. Yeah. I think when I read it, it's kind of I related it to this. You know, I don't know, like, I love the beach. So the beach is very healing to me, being there, all of it, getting sand on me, all of it. But we've all met people that say, oh, it's so irritating. I can't stand having the hot sand on me mm-hmm. and I get ir-. And even though it's hard for you to imagine that, that's what's happening for them. Mm-hmm. And okay. so when I think about the cosmic imprint, I think about that we all have those things that are more healing to us. Yeah, absolutely. But yet it is funny because we don't talk about it. And, you know, we go to the doctor and they suggest something like, if the doctor would say, you're really stressed, you should take a vacation to the beach. It's like people don't say, no, I'm a more mountain person. Like you just... I'm going to go skiing. All right. You just don't. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and that's not even getting into the level of what we're talking about, but that's like just at the basic, yeah. how we yeah. don't even share our differences in terms of what is healing for us. Yeah, precisely. Yeah. And the, the cosmic imprint is a way to, from, that's how I customize, you know, uh, in, an in-person consultation. And so... Which is fascinating. When you, well, I'll just bring this much in. I hope it's not, you know, going down a rabbit hole we shouldn't go down. But um, Pythagorean concepts, you know, we, when we think of Pythagoras, we think of math and the yes. Pythagorean theorem. But there was so much more to, lang- to the language of math as Pythagoreans practiced it. So number in and of itself implies order, the implicate order of mm-hmm. the cosmos. Number in space is geometry. Mm-hmm. Number in time is music. Mm-hmm. And number in space-time is astronomy. Mm-hmm. So if the language of the cosmos is astronomy, mm-hmm. astrology is the language of the individual's unique relationship to the greater whole. Mm-hmm. And that is why it is an important tool in emotional health, in physical health. So since it is geometry, I mean, it's a snapshot of the sky with all these mathematical angles, it's frozen music. 
And so, you know, in my work, using the tuning forks that are calibrated to the planetary frequencies, it just makes sense to apply the tones that are, you know, in dissonant angles or that are causing tension, inner tension and turmoil in the individual and simply bringing them to the table so they can have dialogue and bring it into harmony. If we're in harmony in here, right. in the microcosm, then we naturally attract more harmony in our outer world. And we help others do the same thing. Which is everybody's goal, right? I think it is. So, um, all right. So I think that this is where one of the places I want to go with this. Um, I, as I said at the very beginning, I'm going to have to go through this book and and am compelled to go through this book multiple times. But, you know, I look at the overall how I look at this book is I look at my natal chart and I can apply the things that appeal to me or work with me or relate to me based on my natal chart. And those can be things like stones, crystals, earth elements, mm-hmm. um, sound, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm vibrations, things that most complement me, and they keep me in balance, and yes, even have the power to potentially heal me. Mm-hmm. Um, and that just seems to make sense to me at the very basic level, that that just seems to work. Um, so this takes something so complex and makes it so obvious. Um, but what is the core takeaway that you hope that we get out of it? Like, is there one thing? I mean, probably multiple, but what... There are many things, but um, the, I think the basic idea that I'd really love for people to take away from my book is that the law of reciprocity is a cosmic law, and cosmic law informs natural law and every system born out of this nature and what we see and how nature works. So the law of reciprocity, you know, quantum science tells us that if you have I think the way they describe it is two particles in space that were created at the same moment, same location. Okay. Space, you know, however much space later divides them or separates them, whatever one particle experiences, the other one does too. We live in a unified universe. And no matter no matter how diverse and how how many I mean, the infinite wisdom that creates all worlds and universes expresses itself in infinite ways. Yes, that is true. But we all come from the same source, and everything we do Mm -hmm. impacts everything else and everyone else. So the law of reciprocity, it's, it's not just a religious doctrine. It's a cosmic fact. I mean, it's a scientific fact. This yeah. is what I'd really like for people to, to ponder. Yeah. Well, and how, you know, how appropriate for what we're going through in our world today. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I don't want to go down a rabbit hole with this either, but, you know, because I do a lot of work digitally on social media, I can't help but see the divisions and friendships and families and, you know, companies and states and certainly... Uh, countries that is happening today because we all are being impacted by change in our world and you know it's like how can we we have to find a way to come together and look at how we are 
each as individuals being impacted by this. And I think when you do that, you take a step back and go, wow, I'm not the only one. It's not just my opinion that matters. Right, right. It's time for these kind of things. (laughs) Well, I mean, why do we as humans seem to expect other human beings to think the same way as we do, to believe the same, to express the same, to, uh, you know, practice their faith the same? Why do we want sameness? I mean, if you look at one species and all the variety that exists in that one species, the birds of the air, the fishes in the ocean, why do we expect human beings to be the same? Why do we want everyone to agree with us? It's just not going to happen. I talk about this in the book. I'll just mention it, the phi, P-H-I. The golden mean is logos. It is, in my opinion, the word that (laughs) reconciles all of infinity back to the one, the original source. So again, two particles from the same source. However the space divides them, they still impact each other. Yeah. That's what we need to remember. Yeah. And I, you know, I know we weren't going to get into this, but I also thought um, you talk a lot about harmony in here. And, of course, I love that. But dis, um, like differences does not mean disharmony. Thank you. Yes, absolutely. There is a place for dissonance. Mm-hmm. It, it creates the tension for change. Mm-hmm. Just like we have rational numbers and irrational numbers that create a new phenomenon, sometimes it's the irrational mm-hmm. that helps us create a new solution. That's and we wouldn't have it if we didn't have the polarity. Yeah. And I will tell you that I know for a fact that all of the times in my life, in my career, in my relationships, with my children, and it's so apparent with my, with my sons, every time there's been um, uncomfortable situations, that we didn't go to disharmony, that we stayed together and worked through, we became from so much better. We became so much stronger. This organization, yeah. the Azo Group, the my kids, myself, when I didn't run from the whatever was going on, it, you just come out of it the other side so much better, stronger. Right, know. absolutely. Conflict always, anytime a problem arises, there's a solution. And so it's, you know, viewing it through the lens of trust. A solution will appear. Relax and trust instead of constricting and fearing because then, yeah, because then you, you miss out on a creative solution. I always say to the, the boys, um, okay, so you're not, running, you're not running off to bed right now. We're sitting and getting through this with love. I don't want to talk about it. No. Yes, we are doing this. Because just when they want to go, I'm going to my room, not talking about this anymore. We're about to have a breakthrough. Yeah. We're going to sit with love and work through this. And that comes out when you, to me in the chapter when you talk a lot about harmony and vibrations yeah. and what you're creating in the world. And it's a beautiful thing. Um, I do want to end. There's, we could mm-hmm. go on for, you know, ever with this. <laughs> we won't bore our viewers. But... Um, I, to get back to my blog topic, because this did get a lot of views and, you know, a lot of interest, spiritual consulting in corporate America. Um, How can executives, entrepreneurs use this book um, to help them make decisions, get in tune with what's right for them, um, 
and even get, even possibly in corporate wellness programs, mm-hmm. which are, you know, being put on throughout the world. Well, in business, honestly, it's the same thing as life. I, I mean, you want to. I think what you're talking about is understanding how certain energy flows, like the ancients knew when to plant and when to harvest. Yes. So what should you be doing at specific specific cycles of energy? Okay. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that is something that astrology definitely can help any individual with, whether it's for their business, understanding their business partners, their colleagues, their employees. Um, and, and it's not something, it's not like they need to learn that language. But that's why people like me exist. (laughs) There are professional consultants, if not me, someone else, who can help them understand the language of energy and what is happening and what what cycles coming up are going, like, for instance, you want to launch a new project at at the new moon, Mm -hmm. um, not at the full moon when things are coming to completion. Mm -hmm. So it, it really is the same as how, you know, farmers before... (laughs) Right knew how, you know, when to plant their crops and when to harvest their crops. It, mm-hmm. it hasn't changed, you know. And it's not that the planets are doing anything to us. Mm-hmm. They're inviting us into the dance of energy. Mm-hmm. And the language of astrology simply helps us mm-hmm. learn our partner, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is the greater cosmos. Yeah, It's a co-creative process. So instead of fighting the flow of energy, we can flow with it and be supported. Mm-hmm. It just makes sense. I mean, we think about, I think we get it as a marketing agency because we're trying to help businesses grow. When you think about anything mm-hmm. as a creation, yeah. if you can think of something as a creation, this makes sense to you. Yeah. Because before working with you and some of my other mentors, I never thought of it like that. Like, I would work against so much stuff and didn't even realize I was doing it. Well, see, again, that brings me back to the building the dam on shifting sands. Mm-hmm. You know, we want to control, control, control. And sometimes it's really better to just allow the flow to show us, allow the flow to lead us to that intuitive solution, which may seem irrational, but it could be exactly what is needed in that mm-hmm. situation. Yeah, it makes sense. I hope that this was... Um, Inspiring, certainly, um, to have you enrich your life in a way by looking at some things that perhaps you haven't really considered as tools um, to help you be healthier, happier, um, and certainly personally successful because success is a personal thing too. Um, But is there anything, Jen, that you want to leave our viewers with? Any final thoughts? Um, How they can get the book, I think, is important. Um, Sure. Um, there, the easiest way right now is to go to my website, which is soundworksbygale.com. My last name is spelled G-E-H-L. So soundworksbygale.com. It's there. You click on the picture of the book, and it takes you right to the, the uh, website to order it from. Excellent. And we'll be sharing some of that information in follow-up from today's program. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. So much fun. Yes. Um, Can't wait to see where this goes. (laughs) Everybody, have a wonderful afternoon. Join us next time for Fine Things. 